Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, as you know by now, or maybe you don't, I spent a good part of the last couple of decades or so in my hobby and business career sort of embedded in the reef aquarium world, the saltwater side. Although I kept freshwater fish during that time, my main focus was pretty much everything reef, you know, corals, inverts, fishes, systems, etc., etc. Now, I never took my feet out of the freshwater side, but it wasn't until I started tannin back in 2015 that I really fell back in full time with my first love, freshwater. And like many of you who have that crossover experience and skills, I realized that the decades honed in the rapidly evolving reef world gave me the tools that I needed to play in an area of specialized freshwater aquariums. And as you may or may not have surmised, my lifelong, lifelong you know, freshwater experience helped me find my way in the frenetic pace of the reef world. I have what I like to call aquatic cross-training. It's not that unusual, though. A great many of you do, too. The more our customer base at Tannin sort of grows and evolves, the more I see that we're pulling in aquatic hobbyists from other disciplines, including reef tanks, frogs and herbs and planted tank people, all kinds of hobbyists. I like to see Tannin's community as a sort of melting pot where ideas and influences from throughout the aquatic hobby and around the world are studied, considered, interpreted, and incorporated into our practice of botanical blackwater and brackish aquariums. However, it wasn't always this way. It wasn't all that long ago that you could sense a real palpable division between freshwater and saltwater culture and practice. There was, in the words of many, a strange sort of elitism emanating from the saltwater side, particularly in the reef keeping world, where freshwater was absurdly was looked at by some snobs as sort of a beginner's world or an old person's game filled with, you know, brown fishes, um, cluttered fish rooms with disparate equipment, outdated thinking, and a lack of progression. I'd hear it at conferences and clubs all over the world when I'd come and speak and, you know, get to visit the home of an accomplished reefer and see his aquarium only to find out that he or she used to keep discus or whatever, and then they'd sort of sheepishly show me their freshwater tank as if it were somehow a mark against their skill or honor or something in the reef world. It was, it was very weird, and I really hated that. It, you know, it's changed a lot now, which we'll get to soon. But of course, the freshwater world, at least the people I was in contact with, had an equal amount of skepticism about the snobby reefers. It was weird too. And somehow the myth was perpetuated that in order to run a successful reef aquarium, you required some incredible skill set, mysterious knowledge, and basically a bottomless pocketbook in order to succeed. Oh, and you had to be loud. (laughs) That was what I heard a lot. It was ridiculous, really. Of of course, having a bottomless pocketbook is kind of a helpful thing now that I think about it. 
But really, have uh, you know, having long been a straddler in both freshwater and reef tanks, I'd often challenge these snobby reef types to set up and manage a full-on planted aquarium, a discus tank, a rift lake cichlid tank, or of course a botanical-style aquarium. Now, fast forward a few years. Things are evolving rapidly on both sides of the salinity line. New ideas are being expressed and information exchange is coming at a rapid pace. More and more aquarists are doing both or crossing over. Now, another interesting thing that I've observed and talked about at the last couple of reef clubs I spoke at was historically the aquarium hobby seems to go in cycles where in one world, like reefing for example, there might be a period of incredible innovation and progression while the other side could be more stagnant at the same moment, particularly from a technique standpoint. The pendulum swings back and forth though. Curiously, however, both hobbies seem to have reached a similar point at the same time. On a popular mainstream level in the reef world, the emphasis seems to be on a collection of the rarest, most expensive corals and showing these over the top gram worthy tanks on social media. It's exactly what's been happening in the freshwater world. So it's weird that they're both meeting at the same time. Many you know, hobbyists seem to have forgotten the basics and the joys and challenges of keeping freshwater and reef tanks, casting aside you know, this stuff in pursuit of social media influencer status or YouTube fame. In a broad swath of the hobby, the space is filled by relatively inexperienced hobbyists more eager to garner likes and followers than to share knowledge or discuss more fundamental, important concepts, let alone learn for themselves. You're seeing a lot of sameness. People are simply regurgitating what's popular at the moment. Now, I'm being harsh, I know. That's the way I see it. And I know that this position won't make me popular in all areas of the aquarium world, but I believe that on a macro level, it's very true. In the reef world, very few reefers seem to be trying, I don't know, new stuff that doesn't involve a trendy, you know, named coral or expensive high-tech gadget or whatever. In the freshwater side, everybody seems to be all too happy to replicate somebody else's award-winning, you know, aquascape from the last big aquascaping contest or to feature the latest new, you know, stupidly named wood or rock. Even some brands, some brands in the aquatic space are following into this, what I call the vapidity trap. Technique and mastery of fundamental concepts seems to be on the back burner in many areas of the hobby, you know, the aquarium hobby world, at least those that come across the loudest to the overall aquarium hobby in favor of complex reef gear named corals, sterile looking macroalgae tanks, reproducing the most amano-esque freshwater aquascapes and overall trend spacing like, you know, negative space aquascape. What the fuck is that? It's really sad. It really is. Look, I get it. Who am I to judge how you enjoy your hobby? All I know is that I'm about to start my first reef aquarium, <clears throat> a coral aquarium really, in almost 10 years, and I'm going to have fun doing it. I'm humbly reindoctrinating myself to the reef side of the hobby, laughing at my own foibles and now meager knowledge. I'm going to share my experiences because that's what I do. I'm going to focus on the technique, the learning, the mistakes, and the joys of keeping a reef tank, just like we do here in, in the freshwater botanical world. Sure, I'll be using some new, perhaps even considered high-tech gear, but it's for the purposes of keeping my corals in good health and growing them to their maximum potential, not just to collect Bluetooth-enabled gadgets and brag about it in splashy videos online. Besides, when was the last time you saw me do a splashy video? <laughs> but yeah, I do have a certain confidence that you can get when you know you can execute well in the hobby, a confidence that's come from being well-rounded, humble, and eager to learn more. A confidence which comes from the ability to evaluate and understand the needs of your animals. And 
how to address them. A confidence from acknowledging that it's okay to admit that you don't know everything and that you might just screw up. Yeah, getting back into the reefing will be incredible. It'll be challenging, it'll be interesting and pretty growthful for me overall. Yeah, this is where my cross-training, my aquatic cross-training, will serve me well. The same fun experimentation focus on the basics and sort of love of the craft, which I apply to my botanical method aquariums, will be instilled into my reef tank. Sure, the equipment's different, the animals are different, indeed my focus will be different, but the idea is the same, to provide conditions for the optimal health and growth of the organisms I care for. Cross-training. Okay, this is the part where Scott rants like a crazy, grumpy old guy. It's just going to happen. I'm warning you, leave the room if you don't want to hear this. Of course, all this desire to learn and share is great, but it also comes with a dark side too. Even with all the wonderful possibilities of learning and experiencing both sides of the salinity line, so many people are falling into a trap. A trap which dumbs down the hobby on both sides by focusing on the most superficial aspects of stuff and seems to keep people stuck in weird places. When I see the hobby being affected by closed-mindedness and tainted by hype and consumerism over technique and progression, I have to open my big mouth. I mean, look, love your crazy corals, love your brown fishes like I do, but learn about them in ways you haven't before. Grow a little bit. Don't just regurgitate. Share what you know, not just what you have. Understand that there's more to a hobby than just acquiring stuff and trying to impress people with your material wealth or whatever. Bling is not a talent and it doesn't help you nor the hobby progress and survive or even prosper in the long term. And to you would-be influencers and brand ambassadors. Well, I have to be blunt. Many of you simply suck, period. Seriously, your days are numbered in my opinion. Eventually, people are going to start realizing that you're not offering up anything of value anything new and your sponsors will notice it too it's a matter of time get your shit together do something of substance do something unique simply trying to game the social media platforms for the sake of acquiring a sponsorship or making a career without actually bringing anything of substance to the table besides you know cute productions and video editing skills is the biggest joke in the hobby in my opinion and in the opinion of a lot of people that aren't saying what i'm thinking i can't believe that the smart people at many aquarium industry brands just don't seem to realize that a high percentage of the people they're signing up as brand ambassadors are a bunch of shallow idiots who don't know shit about the hobby. Ouch! Dan Feldman said the quiet part out loud. Yeah, I did. Because the hobby doesn't need more flashy, vapid, cleverly produced videos about nothing with a token product shot to get people educated and interested. It doesn't. That's not how to get and keep people in the hobby for the long term. How this has even become a thing is almost beyond my ability to comprehend. And I'm not just some grumpy old guy, at least I don't think so. (laughs) If you look at it more objectively than I just did in my analysis, which is not hard to do, right? I think you might actually agree with my thinking, but probably not quite the tone that I'm taking. My advice to you is do better, guys. You're better than this or you can be better than this. Think about how much more we would all benefit if hobbyists emphasize technique and share Just how you keep these amazing animals alive long-term and reproduce them. Now, sharing the good, the bad, and the boring stuff in between. Hint, it's not that boring. It's being done in many areas already by a few really great people. It's not all shitty out there. But that's not what the majority of the aquarium world sees. Regrettably, they see the stupid, flashy crap on social media. Because there's so damn much of it. It's out there at scale, and it's hard to escape. That's just my opinion, of course. Okay, ran over for now. Back to the cross-training part. (laughs) I really lost myself on that one, didn't I? 
Look, progression is really important in the hobby, and it's easy to share, and surprisingly easy to import from other parts of the hobby. Playing with natural materials or planted aquariums is a prime training ground for venturing into the reef world, in my opinion, because you're getting used to the idea of creating and managing a miniature ecosystem and learning about the complex relationships between various aquatic organisms. In our own little botanical community, not a day goes by when we don't receive a PM or an email from an aquarist somewhere in the world showing us a progressive new botanical method aquarium or sharing one that they've had up for years and talking about some of the ideas and the approaches they've taken. And with more and more discussion on brackish water aquariums and a you know, fresh approach, I think we're going to see even more aquarists showing interest in elevating yet another niche in the hobby, bringing, you know, bridging that salinity gap and emphasizing a collaborative, ultra-inclusive mindset, a way of thinking and a culture that we hope will continue to set the standard for the way global communities within the aquarium world should be. No elitism, no snobbishness, no exclusivity, but some honesty and sometimes a kick in the ass when we deserve it. It's just fun. And I went about learning. Learn from each other. Look, if you're a lifelong freshwater hobbyist, just go for it and apply all your skill set to a reef tank. You'll realize at once all of the cool stuff that you bring to the table. If you're a hardcore reefer, and I know some of you do follow my stuff because you tell me so, lower your guard just a bit, expand your thinking and skills, and try a specialized freshwater system and bring your set of talents along. The potential breakthroughs from this cross-pollination are incredible. Among progressive and talented reefers, which there are many, some are looking for new approaches. Some have confided in me that they miss the challenges of the progressive work. They need to apply this thought to reef keeping before it simply turns into a frag fest of overpriced, overhyped coral selling as a hobby. Or a soulless tech-focused affair with the living organisms part just relegated to an afterthought. Now look, some people get it. And many of them have crossed back over into freshwater or tried it for the first time. With the emerging popularity of niche movements like, you know, botanical method and Blackwater and stuff like that. And their reef work, it's better than ever. I believe because they're applying those hard-won skills to a new medium, that growth is constant. I'm sort of happy to fill my little role as fish, cult, you know, fish culture ambassador to between the two sides of the salinity line. I have a number of friends who see specialty freshwater systems like our botanical method aquariums as a sort of an analog to reefs where interactions between the fishes and the overall environment are an important part of the equation. And they're excited about trying one. If they bring the best aspects of reef keeping, you know, rapid iterations, system design, construction, experimentation, understanding the relationship between organisms, and leave out the super duper, you know, crazy named high end coral frag bullshit, we may just have something here. In fact, I think we already do. So if you're a bit dismayed from whatever side of the fence you're on, fresh or salt or whatever, do more than just a casual foray into the other side. It'll not only make you a better hobbyist, it just might reignite your passion that you've been missing for a very long time. That's the ultimate benefit of aquatic, aquatic cross-training. Stay engaged. Stay interested. Stay passionate. Stay deep. Stay curious. Stay diligent. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.